0: You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is The Mothball Prophecies. Hello and welcome to The Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Jill Huffman. And today we're sitting down with a lovely collector who covers all the fields of collecting from scotch tape to jadeite. Welcome to the show, Ruth Rosenfeld of Squirrel Vintage Shop.
1: Hi, Hi Ruth. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. So excited to talk to you guys. Oh, Amazing. we are. I am smitten,
0: first of all. <laughs> I fell in love with your account early on. We were very giddy, yes. I followed your stuff early on and fell in love with just the beauty of your account. Aww. And then over the course of the show, we've had several people go, you have to sit down and talk with Ruth. You have to. So thank you. We are so excited.
1: That's so flattering and amazing. Thank you guys so much. I know I discovered you. I can't remember who exactly was being interviewed by you, but you know we are all connected on Instagram and I... So I was like, oh, the Mothball Properties, that's what a cool name. Like being from the advertising background, I was kind of like, oh, that's a really good like sticky oh, good name. Mates. Like we always try to, the you know, like when you're trying to brand yourself, like what I had to do, you know, starting out, I'm like, oh my God, how do I give myself a name? It's really, you know, you're super picky and you just, you don't. so it's like I heard your name and it was like, I remembered it instantly. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's
0: a good one. Yeah, we uh, when we were working on that whole branding thing, right, when we were starting the show, Jill and I always had this, like, <laughs> we have this tear, right? And if it doesn't make our nipples hard, it's not the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> so if we both look at we go, are it's, you? Are you? Yeah. So yeah, I was you know, driving, 100%. and the name just came to me, and I called Jill, and Jill knows wow. if I call her, it's a big deal.
1: And I said, yeah. what about this? And that's how – that's te- yeah. it's it, it happens like that. Like you're kind of working on it. Your brain, you know, kind of is subconsciously thinking what, you mm-hmm. know, what, 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 what. And yeah. And it's, it's really, it's a good one. Thank it's you. really, really a good I one. Thanks. So, thanks. So. I can see it. I can see it blowing up into something much bigger.
0: <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> and well, and we wanted to be conscious. I don't know that a lot of people are of like, I didn't want to take a name that somebody else was using. For obvious reasons, right? Down the road and things like that. of course. I also wanted it to be instantly recognizable to people that maybe are like, I know, are familiar with the Mothman or, you know, and it's kind of the whole, the whole thing. So thank you. That's high praise. I appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah. It's approved. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I approve. So we are excited. And let's, I mean, as you said, you know, it, it tinged in your marketing brain. I, I love that your career behind the scenes kind of started this collecting for you. So tell us a little bit about what you do for a living and how that started your
1: journey. Right. Um, well, I, I'm a trained, um, art director, a graphic designer, but in advertising. So I went to, um, undergrad for a couple of years and then transferred to art school, uh, in Los Angeles, which is where I grew up. And, um, I think when you're in school, you're trying to, what they train you to do is to try to gain inspiration mm. from and just expose yourself in a way to as many visual ideas and things as possible. And I, it was in um, Pasadena in, in uh, California. Oh, wow. And so there were happened to be uh, great flea markets um, in Pasadena, two of them, one on the first Sunday of every month and one on the second Sunday of every month. And then a couple others started to develop. This was a long time ago, <laughs> in, in the early 80s. And um, so I just, my, my, uh, my husband now, who is also an art director, and I were both started school at the same time. And so we just started going to, every Sunday morning, to these flea markets just to walk around and sort of just to get, I don't know, uh, design ideas, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And we, we were being trained in typography in, you know, layout, in photography, in, I mean, you do everything at the school. You do even transportation design, you do product design. And so you just, you know, they were like, open your mind, expose yourself to anything, you know, like you, and cause you don't know where ideas come from. They right. just kind of almost have to soak in everything you can, every stimuli we saw, every movie, pick up a magazine, you don't know anything about, read that, you know, just open, expose yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of where it started um, an appreciation for um, old things, you know, and just for design Mm -hmm. and stuff. And so I think you, um, we, you like what you like and you know, that's the other thing they teach you is like your personal taste is what you have. Mm -hmm. That's that's what, that's your brand, you know, what you, something no one can take from you. And so your judgment, and that's sort of what you're doing in art school is you're trying to, train your judgment, train your eye. And um, so we started collecting, of course, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, we didn't have a lot of money because we were going to school, but we we started, you know, buying things we liked and we just would go and get inspired. And, and that's where it started. Um, and I don't know, it just blown up from there. So I love anything that's an advertising piece, has fantastic typography. Mm-hmm. I love color. I'm never going to be a neutral, you know, one of those <laughs> white farmhouse type people. Yeah. I just, I just, uh, I just find inspiration in things that are um, graphic, that are. It doesn't even have to be something like a lot of stuff I collect isn't collectible. You know, it's not. It's just appeals mm-hmm. to me, and I appreciate it sort of for its design and its aesthetic value. But it doesn't. It, I'm not really into like collectibles, like expensive collectibles per se, you know, some of them do go into those categories, but not. that's not my intention at all. As a collector, I just kind of buy what I think is cool. And I yeah. found that
0: really admirable you know. when I was reading through your questionnaire was that you don't collect what everybody collects, right? Like in quotes, right? Like I collect weird <laughs> advertising stuff and shit that people are like, why are you yeah. keeping that? I'm like, it's cool. <laughs> mm, and I yeah. loved that you said um in the book that you're published in, that you said you're the stuff in your collection, you don't look for it for value. You look for it for the beauty and how it adds to your, you know, what you love to see. And
1: I love that. Right. I love that so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's hard to, when, when I'm buying to sell also, I don't like, it's hard for me to buy things just that I know they're going to sell mm-hmm. if I don't really like them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm almost like, okay, if nobody buys this and I'm stuck with it, do I still like it? Like, do I, do I still want to look at it? Cause I don't even want to look at it. If it's ugly or mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever doesn't appeal to me and it's sitting on a shelf somewhere, I'm never going to pick that up and like want to sell it or yeah. so that's part of it too, is a I guess since I'm kind of had this whole career and I'm not really doing it, you know, to support my family, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like a hobby turned into a business. Yeah. Um, I can, you know, it's like, Oh, I don't I, you know, I don't want to have that. I know it's going to sell for a hundred dollars, but I don't really care about it. You know, it's too ugly. Yeah, to Cause look it at will it
2: show, you know, when you're trying to sell it that you're like, yeah, this is what it is. You know, here's what I want. Mm-hmm. Cause nobody's going to want it that. It kind of comes across, yeah. right? Like,
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, like my enthusiasm when I make um, when I photograph stuff. It's it's almost like I'm inspired by the thing. Mm -hmm. So if they're not if they're not inspirational or they're not the design of them isn't it doesn't like move me, you know? It doesn't speak to me. Then I it's going to come across, Mm -hmm. you know. Like that's I just have I won't be able to sell it. (laughs) Yeah. So the passion has to be
0: there in order to make it desirable, right? And I love also that you had an era before Pinterest, before Instagram, before all of these things. Like I did similarly in my hairdressing career. Early on, if you wanted to see hair, you had to go to shows, you had to go out and about, you had to go and see things. You couldn't just type something in. And I love that you had like a tangible approach to even just graphic design, right? To find what aesthetically looks great. And I think too, you know, I love old advertisements because of the structure, the colors, the imagination that went into it. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. everything just seems very like utilitarian. I'm like, if these companies like Pyrex or Sunbeam or whatever took the time to like have a vintage ad campaign where they revisited Oh yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They'd be huge. Hire me. Yeah. No, I mean when I was in art school, there were no computers. Mm. So that's how long ago. Like like I had to hand draw my typography in my ads. So we all we learned how to literally you could trace with a light box or whatever Mm -hmm. but we were hand rendering type so there was no (laughs) InDesign program Mm -hmm. photoshop you know all the tools that designers have now Mm -hmm. and of course we learned on them And my I think it was my second job is when I got my first mac and it was the little poster Uh oh yeah the screen about Uh big that's I learned and I was never like I didn't go to school for it or whatever we just learned it on the job like we were i worked at a place that was very forward and they were like here you're going to get a computer you're going to start to design on it and you know so we've been using Macs since they were wow invented i just yeah. so, started using procreate <laughs> for the first time oh and, wow see I'm, and i'm like i'm a little bit of a i don't know like compared to like all of the young hip designers i'm i mean i i'm very good on a computer mm-hmm. But I'm not like I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not you know that's not where you like net. to exist in design. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which exactly. is
0: it's totally just, fine.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's fun. And it's and I'm frankly that's why I'm kind of not working full time in advertising anymore. It just became um the the design part of it, the inspiration part of it, it just is very different now than when I yeah. started in it yeah so I was finding more joy in doing this
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and more and I was finding it more creative yeah and it was like you know scratching that itch of create of creating something more than my day job mm-hmm. you know my kids were already out of college and they were you know which was you know so I didn't have the financial need to um you yeah. know keep going and advertising i've been doing it for over 30 years so yeah
0: that's a and a long time to be in the progression of it right like there's i'm only aware of it because of creating a brand for this right and going through certain channels of finding the things that were ours and ours alone and i'll watch somebody else create a brand who maybe doesn't know those things and they're just kind of copy and pasting from stuff in the same Mm -hmm. industry yeah, and I'm like, it's just getting washed. It's just getting muddied. Like nobody's gonna remember yeah. your Circle Rose logo.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> nobody's gonna go. What? Yeah, there's there's a lot of. I mean, it's good and bad. I mean, like I said, you you know, you can. There's so much available, you know, in building a website now or in mm-hmm. designing anything. All these uh, formats and you know, but it's all about taste it's all about and it's still the same mm-hmm. you, you know you 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 look at two things you're like which one is better than the yeah. other this one or this one you know that's all you have kind of is your personal taste and your personal yeah. judgment so yeah. um that's a great yeah you know, point to make too yeah yeah and that you can ask around a million people you know like, what do you think what do you think you know so like they call it grandmother research in advertising you know where it's like oh. you know the you present it and they you take something home and ask your grandmother, do you like this? You know, do you? What do you <laughs> mm-hmm. think of this commercial or whatever? And that's like the worst thing you can do because it's it's just it's like crowdsourcing in the worst yeah. way. You know, you really you have to have a, a, a sort of a creative opinion, and you have to just you know believe in yourself. Yeah.
0: I think and yeah. what you're doing. If I took anything to my grandma that I've created, she would just be like, I just I don't know if I really like that. Yeah. Like, she she always has hated that I didn't go back to blonde hair. She'll always just be like, I like the red on you, but, you know, blonde's my favorite, Samantha. It's my... Were red. you blonde? I was, uh, yeah, growing up, uh, like, so like blonde, me. yep, and then highlights and so all blonde. that stuff, and then I went to beauty school, and <laughs> yeah. I literally flip a Pantone chart in front of me, and I have probably had that as a hair color, and then I landed right. on red. You can't see it today. It's tucked under my hat, but it's like, and yeah. I've gone in and yeah. out of it, but it's, it's where I like to live. I like to be a yeah. redhead, and my grandmother... Just wishes I'd be blonde. <laughs> she just wishes. And I was, you know, I was kind of struck like that. We always ask people, you know, kind of where their collecting journey started. And I giggled yeah. at the fact that she said, well, my mom had a lot of stuff, but it was like grandmother-y because that's my house. Like my mom had stuff, but my grandma's yeah. stuff is crystal and china. and
1: Yeah, like teacups and saucers. Yeah. And my mother has like in a breakfront front in her house, she has, um, you know, uh, brass samovar and like plates on plate stands and you know that kind of thing and then it's so funny I was when I started doing this I don't know, probably about like five years ago I think I she saw no my mother's following me on Instagram now which is crazy <laughs> um she finally figured it my out mom. she's not that old she's like in her early 80s and she's actually very cool but but she anyway she saw in one of my flat lays, a piece of Catherine home. This is when I was um, selling it. When I first started finding it, I was just flipping it. Now I'm yeah, not selling no. it. Now I'm collecting it. <laughs> it's so stupid. I should have <laughs> kept it all. Anyway, um, but she saw. she goes, oh, I think I have some of that. We used to have that because, yeah, because of her age and with growing up in LA in the yeah. 60s, you know. So sure enough, she sends me a plate and two bowls Blue, the blue on blue, because she loved the blue. She'd, everything she had was blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. Her whole kitchen growing up was blue and yellow and um, in the 70s. And I'm like, oh my God, this was just sitting in your, you know, <laughs> like at an estate sale. You've opened the cupboard and like, <laughs> unbelievable. But it was like, from her, and I was just like, what are you withholding this from me? What's <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, some old crap I don't need anymore. Ugh. So, you know what I mean? It's just, it's funny what what she she's just realizing you know what's collectible and, and she's thrown out a ton of oh, stuff yeah. too, so yeah. I, oh, of all yeah. of our childhood right. i go back and i look at photos of like halloween parties and all the stuff we had and oh god mm-hmm.
0: i was yeah. uh doing some stuff at my grandma's house and in her basement she has like a full kitchen and that's where like the other silver services are and whatever other shit she doesn't listen so yeah. she's never know yeah <laughs> and uh i'm opening cabinets and i see which, which wasn't on my radar until we started the show was a fairy lamp. And oh. I lost my mind and my mom was like it's just it's just amber glass. I don't know why you're why are you? It's nothing, Samantha. <laughs> right. And I was right. like, "Mom, it's a I'm like I'm like I'm looking in all the cupboards. I'm looking at everything. <laughs> I'm like this is going home with me. I've never seen this upstairs." Right. Uh, and I while yeah. we were cleaning her house, I don't think I've ever said this publicly, but I have to get it off my chest we were I was getting some cobwebs and dust, right? One of my grandmother's favorite things to collect is bleak, yeah. and I was dusting, and the fucking Swiffer duster got caught on a carved sailor statue and oh. hit the bleak and broke it <laughs> oh and I started sobbing <laughs> at thirty one years old. And my mom goes, "What's the matter?" Samantha? what happened? Samantha. Oh. And I was like, I broke grandma's balik. She's going to die. And she goes, she's never going to know. And my mom took it and just hid it in her dining room behind a plate. Perfect. <laughs> and she still doesn't know. She hasn't asked about it. She doesn't. But I had to get it off my chest. Because that's like, my grandmother has a wall of plates in her kitchen, ranging from right. royalty wedgwood because... She wow. lived in England for a yep. long time. She's a huge royalist. Yep. So she has this huge thing, Wedgwood and Lennox and like all of these plates. And I thought everybody had plates in their kitchen Amazing. <laughs> and, you know, Lennox and Crystal and Swarovski and all this stuff. And then we start right. this and I was like, oh, my grandma's actually a pretty boring collector. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. to hear somebody grandma else stuff. say it, I was like, oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, grandma stuff. Yeah, grandma yeah. stuff. Yeah. Grandma yeah. stuff. Grandma Which,
0: I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I still love it. Yeah. So it's like it has its. It does, it does, and I, you know, I still like it. There's, I have, I have plates hanging in my own house, yeah. Because now I'll find a plate that's really beautiful, and I love a gallery wall. I'm like a magpie, so I just want to, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, when you started, you started in art school collecting, and you were like Mm -hmm. nineteen, and then you went to New York. And started right. We
1: started working in advertising. Moved to New York, and
0: you were hitting New York flea markets. What was the difference between East Coast West Coast?
1: Well, it's just I think the thing that I uh, took for granted living in Los Angeles and on the West Coast is we're year round here, and that's the Mm -hmm. thing because of the weather. We have outdoor flea markets um, year round, Mm -hmm. so it's accessible to you know almost every weekend and in the east coast it's completely weather contingent and probably where you guys mm-hmm, live too yeah. you know there's nothing outdoors mm-hmm. and so it was just and i we were very you know just starting working had no money had no car we were in manhattan and no way to get anywhere so you're just subject to what's in new york city which is just a couple flea markets you know in like and there there's this one on 47th street which was really fun mm-hmm. but we had we were just working our butts off and we had no time to really um and no ability to really go drive someplace where you would you know and we took a trip to Maine once and did that like leaf watching Vermont (laughs) you know New Hampshire stay at a bed and breakfast thing and we were in Maine and we um went into an antique store and there was the most gorgeous selection of quilts you know Mm -hmm. they had that's such a thing there And, and and we we both my husband and I both splurged on a quilt we like bought at an antique store. I'm sure that was a couple hundred dollars at least. And this is, this is in the, in the eighties, you know? So, um, and they're, they're great, but that was the extent of what we could really find and buy. And so I wasn't, you know, and you're living in a tiny apartment and nobody goes to your apartment and you know, you're, so we were in a very different mode and didn't really start, back with the collect until we moved back to California, which was, well, we were in New York for, for four and years. And was the
0: plan to move back to California at some point?
1: Um, you know, we didn't know. New York was the center of advertising mm. and um, my husband was completely focused on working in the advertising field in in New mm. York um, when we met. And so I just sort of followed him there. I was like, all right, and got a, a job offer and it was a great one. And it, it is like it was like the end of madmen like you could still the people the places we work we worked in big advertising agencies and it was like how madman was at the end that's kind of what we went into in the 80s it was just sort of the there were a lot of guys like that like don draper guys still work at the agencies we worked at in new it was really now that i understand that era it's really interesting to have coming at the tail end of that. Yeah, and experience so, that. Yeah. Yeah, like drinking in their offices, starting at 10 in the morning mm-hmm. with bars chain and chain smoking. Like totally yeah. <laughs> chain smoking and sleeping over with their secretaries and like like that era. We really New York was still kind of like that. It was really incredible. Wow. So, um, I I think both of us are from Los Angeles and we're just West Coast kids mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. love the suburbs and uh, we just never, we didn't have any family in New York. We didn't have any, you know, we made friends, but we didn't have any roots there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pretty tough place to not have any money. You know, you're working your butt. It was great for our careers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it was really, uh, it was really hard. It was, re- it was really, really hard. So we lasted about four years and then, um, we got engaged and I just said, you know, what? I don't think I want to be an east coaster. You know, I just I I wanna try I want to move back. And we both our families are in Los Angeles at the time. And so we both got jobs. We um I transferred within my company that had an LA branch and my husband got a great job in LA. And so we and LA was kind of happening more creatively. Mm -hmm. Because New York was the creative center of advertising at the time. And um we were back in LA, got married and had our daughter and and then he got an offer in San Francisco, which is where we are now. And that's right with the whole tech boom started happening. And so all these great jobs and all this creativity, and all these agencies in San Francisco were just blowing up and doing amazing work. Mm. And that's how we ended up here. We, we, we were in LA for I think four years back there. And that just didn't, even though we grew up mm-hmm. there, it, was, it just kind of didn't fit us anymore after living in Manhattan, yeah. living in mm-hmm. New York if LA was too, Sleepy Mm -hmm. and not enough happening. And New York is really an incredible place to live, especially when you're first starting out. It's like 24 seven. Amazing. Yeah. So the Bay Area kind of suited us. We got a house in the suburbs, but we were working in the city. So we had some city and it was really creatively like just really, really happening. And um, it's just a better fit for us overall. So we've sort of been here ever since. Wow. Yeah, and then it turns out to be just like uh, I don't know, just more like a real place. Mm. Nothing against LA; I love it. I'm from there. (laughs) My family's all still there, but it's just yeah. So I just didn't want to raise kids Mm -hmm. there, and um, uh, you know, this is it's so beautiful where we live. It's it's just naturey. I live like just 20 minutes out of San Francisco, north, just over the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh wow! And it's just the most beautiful little, I don't know, Hamlet here. Yeah. It's just, I, I love it. And, but we get, we go to, we're, we can be, my husband and son went to Santa Cruz yesterday just for the day. We can be in Napa, mm-hmm. the city, you know, we're, I, I drive so much now for estate sales and um, I am all over the Bay area. So <laughs> it's really accessible to a lot of places and yeah, it's, we're really happy.
0: I love that. And I grew up in a really rural place and, you know, moving to where I live now was kind of that same thing. Like you have the best of both worlds. Like it's a smaller city, right? You have all the, the busyness, but still is very much like small town. It's a couple hour drive here or there to bigger cities. And when I do travel, I used to travel for work. I worked for a hair care company as an educator. Oh, When I would travel to big cities, I would just, I would have had enough by a week. I was like, okay, I just want to go back where like somebody is walking into the store with like their boots covered in either shit or mud and they hold the door open for you. <laughs> right. You know, right. and instead of yeah. somebody like I say hey and somebody goes like what do you want? What do you have? Yeah. So that's Yeah. that It's a you know, it's the best of both worlds.
1: Well, especially if you're raising kids too, I just think it's really, you know, mm-hmm. you you start to you know, it, it it was a lot. I mean, I was I was working full-time like a really serious job you know with the whole time my kids were growing Mm. up and same with my husband and we were just we had two huge careers and so I really didn't I couldn't even imagine how to do this other side of the business of, of vintage you know I think at, I was just collecting going to flea markets when I could you know we have a lot of great flea markets here in the Bay Area and so I was just sort of collecting while I was still working and I didn't really get it like how do you how do you find stuff how do you you know I couldn't imagine how to do that part of the business and I think only until my career sort of just I just got kind of over it you know it's just burnout and you know it was just it's just it's a very different business now with the advent of the Mm -hmm. internet and stuff um it's really changed advertising and so I just started to figure out, and I think I had more time too, when you have little kids and a full-time job, you don't have the time to get up at the crack of Christ and Mm -hmm. and get in line at a state sale. And it's the weirdest hours. And it's, you know, but so I just got sort of more, you know, as my kids, you know, got older and driving themselves and then going to college and, I just all of a sudden had a more personal time and sort of figured out how it all works and you know got really interested in, in doing this side of the business. So it's it's uh, it's been really really fun. I and I <laughs> really love really, that. Really I'm kind
0: of in the and so is Jill. Right? I have a four year old and Jill has right. what are they? Fourteen, Jill? Yeah, they're fourteen. Fourteen year old twins.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't worry, some days I can't either. Yeah, Yeah. that's... Yeah,
0: but it's like, you know, I'm at that, you know, kind of time where I will not take my child with me to an estate sale. I just will not do that.
1: Or anywhere. Yeah, Yeah. like
0: I don't like to shop with my (laughs) kid. I love my kid, but like taking him to somewhere when I'm trying to either source or just look for myself, it's like trying to keep him like... to not be insane in public because he's a pandemic kid too. So he has like no rules when it's in the store. He's (laughs) just psychotic.
1: (laughs) I can, I I mean, I I don't, that's the first thing when this pandemic went down, I, I took immediate pity on anyone with children, like of any age. I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, who weren't adult, uh, like even teenagers, I feel so bad Mm -hmm. for what they've missed out on what they're, what, what, but to a 4-year-old to explore or 2-year-old mm-hmm. at the time yeah. to be able to explain what's or just deal with yeah. them it's just the hardest 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 i was even happy my kids were out of college and they didn't have yeah. to deal with my daughter was just finishing grad school um and had to go remote for the last whatever 6 mm-hmm. months of it but my god yeah uh, it's hard to even tell. And, really. and like
0: while you know, I was going through it, and he was two at the time. Like he didn't yeah. go to a park until he was three. He did not start going to the grocery store regularly with me, right? Until this year. And like the other day, he oh. just like took off for me in Walgreens because he doesn't know. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. he refuses to keep a mask yeah. on his face, and like. So it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, it's like retraining him to exist in the world. Like his his fourth birthday is coming up, and I was trying to yeah. think of a place to go, and now we're probably not going to do anything because of what's going on. Right. And right. I was like, if I take him to a place that has an indoor, you know, jungle gym or whatever, I'm right. like, he doesn't, right. I'm like, he's going to like, just be insane because he doesn't know how playground equipment works the full way. And so, yeah, I just was it's, like,
1: it's, uh. it's it's so... Oh my God. I just can't even imagine. I really feel for you guys. Thank you. I really do. It's just, it's, it's, I changed everything. I mean, it's, it's incredible.
0: And it's, you know, like you were saying, like shifting into uh, different pathways, you know, I work as a hairdresser, Jill works as a nurse and it was, you know, I was off for 10 weeks and I was like, let's pivot, let's figure out. And this is where the show came from, right? Of just, I need something that's creative that I can.
1: I love that, though. I mean, that's, you know, it's really, you know, it's a, uh, um, it's, it's, there's been a lot of unintended positive things, I think, you know, mm-hmm. obviously a lot of negative things to mm-hmm. you, but, you know, that's, you needed a, an outlet, you know, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's really phenomenal. I, uh, I was, I've been catching up listening to all the interviews and they're, <laughs> they're so great cause I've been listening as I drive really far to estate sales. So in the car, mm-hmm. I've like, got, I've, got, I've been listening to, to all the, that ba- all the back episodes oh, and stuff like that. Man. And it's, it's like the perfect thing to, I used to have like, um, I don't know. I'd put on like RuPaul's driveways oh, yeah. or something like <laughs> that, choice. you know? And when I was driving to estate sales, which I am like a massive, massive fan, but, um, but now I've, it's such a perfect thing to get me in the mood to go to an estate sale.
0: <laughs> Thank you. We're happy to be uh, carpool buddies.
1: We uh, are. Project
0: yeah. buddies. Yeah. Happy to ride yeah. along. <laughs> you should just get in a carpool lane if somebody pulls you over. We'll just maybe yes. have a segment that says we're in the car in spirit. <laughs>
1: exactly. And when he, so exactly. when you started to
0: shift from um like kind of dabbling and kind of doing whatever, was there like a switch that went off in your brain that was like, I'm going to start selling some of this?
1: Yeah, I think what happened was I think I just, uh, I've started asking people at the fle- big flea market um, that I go to now, like, I I made friends with a couple of dealers that I would see all the time and um, just figuring out even how to look up an estate sale. What it, you know, yeah. re- just where are they? Where do you find out about them? Why do you, mm-hmm. and I just started going. Um, I was actually going before work. So I would go to sales that started I know oh, I'm not dedication looking my face? Um, so I would go to get in line really really early because it's super competitive mm-hmm. day, oh yeah so I you bet. have to go maybe get on the list at like six o'clock in the morning for a nine o'clock sale and I would right and so I would go get up really early really early drive get in line or or get on the list um and then do the sale at nine and then I could only go like in a certain radius. Cause then I would have to drive to work to like with all the stuff in my car, mm-hmm. you know, all that I would like my IKEA bags full of things. And then I, and we're in advertising, you never start till like 10 o'clock anyway, 1030 mm-hmm. it's the creative department is super lax. So that was very normal to come in, you know, late. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I'd get all my stuff home at night and I'd be like, where did I buy this morning? I can't even remember anymore. Cause I've had a whole day of work. And, and so I started accumulating a lot of stuff just to sort of, and I would buy almost anything, right? Like when you're starting out, you're like anything old, you're, you're, you'd go to a sale. Then my husband's like, you're going to start selling some of this, right? You're going to start, you're going to figure it out. Right. Like, and I was like, Oh, I don't know if I could sell at a flea market. Like I got really, I didn't know you know i got intimidated by that mm. part of it but so then i i started to accumulate so many things i was like yeah i think i have to i have to start selling and um i tried being in a couple of collectives um here and uh while i was still working i so i got a booth in a, a one mall and then which well, small like small stores mm. and I t- both of them were in totally different areas not very close to my house so it was difficult to keep going and refreshing stuff plus I was working full-time yeah. so I could only do it on like Saturday and I barely made my rent it just it isn't like a thing here like because I think we have flea markets uh-huh. all year long the you know I know a lot of people go to even thrift stores like they just it's not a place to get stuff or to sell stuff. It's, it's I don't know. It does whole ah. thrift store and collectives. I you know in other parts of the country, it's huge. It was terrible for me. Was, I barely made my rent every month and nobody liked my stuff. Mm. And, and I think that's when I started on Instagram and I started to get, um, I started doing flat lays because I would just take a picture, spread out everything I bought at a sale and take a picture of it because I'm a very visual person. I can't really do the, excel spreadsheet type in you know i got you know three cups and four you <laughs> yeah. know and like the price in and and now you're supposed to keep track of your stuff you buy like mm-hmm. that they can't do that i just don't i like, love that i i can just i just write down where i was and how how much because you know you go into a sale and they just a lot of times things aren't priced yes. and you just buy a big pile of stuff and they're like yeah that's 50 bucks for their whole pile yeah. okay great you know I, I can't assign a price to everything and you know, it's so anyway, that's how I started doing the flat lays is I started just doing it as a visual record of, so I could remember where I was. Cause then you go to one the next day yeah. and then, you know, how that is, and then the next day, and then you stop here and you're like, I, where was I? What this week? It's, I don't can barely remember it was this morning, <laughs> you know,
0: that kind yeah. of thing. So and it's a blur when and, you're shopping. Cause you're just like putting stuff in your bag and.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy. So, um, yeah. So I think I just, um, finally realized i had to start selling in a serious way mm. and so i figured out um i you know got advice from other dealers people i was meeting and um who had spaces i was in these other malls or so I had sold at flea markets and so i just started asking questions and i just decided to to do it and it was that was the best place for me, then that is still the best place for me is in person. And you can sell larger things, then if I pick up furniture mm-hmm. or, um, and a lot of stuff I sell online, I have an Etsy shop is stuff I can ship. I only put stuff there that's shippable and
0: easily shippable, right? Like, I learned that well, lesson the hard way. <laughs> kind of.
1: you no, know, I have to. I have to. I mean, you learn, you know, yeah, I would. I started when I started doing it, I think I had some stuff that was bigger and that's a big pain mm-hmm. to ship and or just finding the you know I started building up supplies I have a huge box hoard now <laughs> I have friends who save me all their boxes from mm-hmm. Amazon and I buy I hoard packing supplies I'm sure you do the same yeah the one side here. of my and, basement you know, is a shit show yeah <laughs> yeah and we have like a mudroom in our in our house that's like oh my and everything is in my house okay so I don't have a storage space or anything like that I've sort of figured out that I don't want to go to that level of getting a storage facility mm-hmm. because I don't want to, I really want to do, I do mostly small. Yeah. I don't really do
0: yeah.
1: furniture. Yeah. And if it is, it has to just live in my backyard <laughs> or in my garage, my side of the whole garage, we have a two car garage. <laughs> my husband has his Tesla with the like electric plug all nice, and And my side is just, crap. It's just like all my bins <laughs> and all my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then my car's in the driveway. So. I just
0: feel so <laughs> warm and welcome right now because it's like you're describing my
1: existence. Uh Dining room table. I know you have the dining room table. Mine is literally like, that's my workspace, mm. you know? And then every once in a while, my husband's like, Okay, so you're gonna like sort all this and put it away, right? And we're gonna be <laughs> able to sit here, or like at least just look at a clean table. I feel like Jill li- sent you a-
0: pictures before we sat down, and she was like, "This is who Sam really is." I know.
1: No, I mean this. Look, this is my like, literally. I was here. like, "Oh, I mean, it's like my house."
0: Like you can't yeah, see the stuff on the so, floor, like just out of frame that I threw yeah, off no, of no, this.
1: No, no, no. Like no. it's it's, it's mm-hmm. there. It's all it's that's exactly what's going on here. So it, I think that's one of the really hard things too. Is the 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 stuff, you know, just, just, cont- and every once in a while I just get overwhelmed with all yeah. my stuff. And
0: I'm just, yeah. Like, ah. Well, and you had mentioned it too about, you know, when you start, you just kind of buy everything vintage, right? You're like, Oh, I've seen yeah. this, I've seen this, yeah. I've seen this. And now, right. you know, Jill and I have been like making piles to go back to the thrift store because yeah, it was kind of just that, that like feast or famine, like, well, yeah. I gotta, you know, this is this and this is that. And yeah. yeah f- also finding out like, what I like to collect has changed so drastically Mm -hmm. since.
1: And also you discover things too, right? Like that's, that's what's happened to me. That's why I ended up with so many collections. Mm -hmm. It's like, so like I said, like even like Catherine Holmes, someone told me when I first started, Oh, if you ever see this Lotus Mm -hmm. pattern, you know, pick it up, you know, at the Goodwill or wherever you are, you know? And so I started seeing it, you know, once you're aware of something that you're just not aware of, you're like, Oh, I'll pick it up. I'll start selling, you know, it's good. And then you start to go, God, I think I really like this. I think I'm like, why am I selling it? I think I'm start collecting this, and then I just started, you know. And then that's exactly what ha- keeps happening to me. Is that I mean, it's good because other things I keep for a while, and then I'm willing to let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that that is the nice thing. You start to realize what's out, how much of something is out there. What's what's what are you going to see again? And you don't need to pick up, or you don't need to pay mm-hmm. X price yeah. for, you know, that you know you're going to come across it again or if you're not you know something rare something unusual Mm -hmm. something i don't know condition wise whatever whatever a rare piece Mm -hmm. um that's kind of the i love that part of this business is the finding something and then doing the research about it and learning like history Mm -hmm. and learning uh uh, it's so fascinating i'm not really a history person you know i've never Mm -hmm. really gotten into that but i have learned so much about about you know everything Mm -hmm. by by just by discovery by finding things that appeal to me and then learning about them you know it's it's really a great part of this business it's really really i i love it it's fascinating it's like in a way that's like that that just finding something cool and then learning about it is, and then I'm like, Oh yeah, I can sell it. Yeah. you know That <laughs> probably yeah.
0: drives my collecting more than anything yeah. is when I learn yeah. about something, it just, I'm like, Oh, it just means so much more. And like, like you were saying, like the vintage Bader Meinhof of like learning about something and then realizing how many times you've passed it and not picked it up. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know. then, you know, then seeing it, and trying to keep cool
1: <laughs> try to not <laughs> i'd like to have that thank Which you we've all,
0: we learned when i went to my first flea market because we don't have flea markets here oh yeah, really that sucks and the one we do no, have is yeah. garbage um it's just like mlms and but you have thrifting yes and i don't really great yeah I don't we do thrifting. have thrifting
1: so, yeah yeah i don't oh, i i see i see those people who post the thrifting videos and it Oh, it kills me. Art like it there's nothing here. It, thrifting is non-existent. They're just so bad. It's so crappy. I know people find stuff. I just yeah. I've the worst left thrifting and I don't even go anymore. Yeah.
0: And ours is oh. ours has become like, you know, oversaturated with resellers because of the pandemic. And that'll thin back out and that'll, you know, it'll go back to where yeah. you can find great stuff in the wild here. But it's kind of like you know, there's a lot more like, a, you know, that when they bring the carts out that are filled with vintage and people are just like hawking, like they're, oh, <clears throat> yeah. you know, and so if there's a lot of those people at a thrift store, I just did leave. I'm just like, I don't want to, you know, right. I'm a firm believer do you in guys like, have the good vintage finds do you
1: have the, the good people. Yeah. Do you have the Goodwill bins? Mm-mm. Do you have any of those? Not here. The this one have is like three that? hours
0: away. Yeah. Oh. And I went for the first time last year for my birthday. And I had, we, I literally, my friend Melissa and I were like, it was a 24 hour trip to Salt Lake. And I was like, we're going to fuck it up. We are going to find as many antique stores and thrift stores and we're going to find an estate sale. And so we took her car and took the seats out of the back. The, oh, I love it. And we lit, we filled it in 24 hours. Filled it. Mm, I and I was googling know. stuff like in the Salt Lake area there's tons of thrift stores and I saw the bins and I was like, did right. you want to go to the bins?" And she was like, "Yes." And this blanket that's on my lap was from the bins. That's
1: awesome. Yeah, and so bit, I There's only like one, I've only been to one bins in it's down in like um Monterey mm. down there. Um, that is been decent. I've tried a couple others. There's only, you know, they're, you know, they're really spread out and they've just not been good. But that one was what an experience. Oh my God. Like that's, that's the best thing, you know, and just so disgusting and so great at the same time. But that's, that's our only, our only, it is. And that's been my only thrifting as it will experience, you know, here that's, been anything because it's just here. It's just all about estate sales. Yeah,
0: and that's what I've noticed with mm-hmm. some people we've had on from California. Is it's a lot. It's a lot more estate sales than we have here. Yeah,
1: yeah. and we'll have to yeah. cover the bins
0: in the curio corner because we've talked about. Them. I don't know. Like I wasn't really aware of them until we started this show. But I do have to yeah. ask. We ask everybody, like, what is your like estate sale or flea market strategy? What mm. do you do?
1: Well. Hmm. I, I'm always, I'm a, at flea markets, I'm an early person. Like I go, I'm, I'm there when they open. Mm-hmm. So this whole business is very, very early in the morning. It's a good thing I'm a morning person because it's, <laughs> it's just like, it's, I'm sleeping by like eight 30. <laughs> Cause I got up at four, you know, same, like same. yes yesterday, was it yesterday? Yesterday I got up at four o'clock to go, to drive two hours to a sale, but, and then I had to like stand in line. You couldn't even like sign a lit anyway oh, wow. so i guess i the one thing i do do is i try to look as crappy as possible mm-hmm. so never shower Ooh. no makeup um just the crappy clothes mm-hmm. like just very i just try to um be as l- like unput together as possible yeah, be, basically stay below the radar
0: nondescript
1: y- yes mm-hmm. exactly and in general try to stay below mm-hmm. the radar now that's become a problem recently because of my instagram and people started to recognize me and that's oh, that's really really yeah. bad actually mm-hmm. <laughs> i've had people come up to me though are you squirrel vintage nope. shop like or come up to me at flea market i'm like oh nope, yeah i don't know her <laughs> and I, and you, yeah exactly so um Yeah, I try to, um, I do, um, I always look up, you know, there's, with estate sales, there's pictures, and, um, but I always look up the house um, on um, (laughs) Zillow. Yeah, so I try to see if it's an original owner, um, and if it's turned over. So if you go down to the property tax information. Um, you can see what they're paying for property tax and you can figure out, especially in this area, because real estate's so expensive, Uh um, even in the like outlying areas where it's normally where I go, um, you can see whether they're still paying property tax on the original price of the house. You can see when the house is built. And so, um, yeah, so I, I, um, there, there was one, it's, there were these sales that were happening before the pandemic, this one company, um, was doing them where they would, um, it was like a free for all. Basically, you, they only sold from nine to 11 <sighs> in the morning and they had their job was to clear the house by the end of the day so that you would go get in line there were, and there was never information, not much, maybe a written description, a little bit about the house. And but no pictures at all. But it was like go in, make a gigantic pile, and it was super duper cheap. And they just wanted to get the stuff out and you know, get some money, and then they literally take everything to the dump or to the recycler or whatever, that kind of thing. And that was their business model. It was a really interesting sales. Like, yeah. And so I was started doing research on those houses. And so you can Google the address and find the name if you of the resident, you know, who lived there. Mm-hmm. And then um, search them on, usually it's someone who's passed mm-hmm. away. And so search them, their obituaries, if you put in the city and their name, and you can find out about them and where they lived or maybe what you know, what is written mm-hmm. about them. And so it like all I try to get as many clues as possible to the house, to the person, you know, that if I have time, you know, to that kind of thing, if there aren't enough pictures. And then certain, you know, companies, certain estate sale companies you kind of get to know here um, Some are just going to be too overpriced yeah. and you know, you, I don't Kinda know, like I avoid like certain ones. Yeah. yeah. Unless the stuff's just amazing mm-hmm. and the house is pack, 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 pack with mm-hmm. stuff. And you know, there's going to be a lot of digging and everything won't be priced, but there's, you know, you just get to know all the different companies and how they operate and which ones to sort of gravitate towards, look at, you know, wh- that kind of yeah. thing. And so it's just, it's I just try to do that kind of research um, as much as possible and then just try to be very first on the list. Right. I mean, that's the, whatever you have to do, whatever you have to get there, depending on the area and how far I have to drive. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I do I do drive pretty far. I'll kind of go um, wherever the stuff yeah. is. You know, I'm, I'm not just going to stay in my area and go to whatever I'm subjected to around here and where I live um, in Marin County real estate has turned over too many times yeah. and there's no old stuff. Yeah. So yeah. there's, there's no original owners and that's really what you want to find is like people who lived here and then they have grandma's stuff in the garage mm. and then, you know, it's like multi-generation pack rat situation. And
0: I'm just it's glad to know that I'm not the only one that Googles the house and looks at the listing stuff. Oh. And like, yeah. if I see something that I want, I'm like what bedroom is this in?
1: Where is this at? Oh, in the oh. House? oh, not only that, I'm looking at like, the wallpaper or the paneling and then trying to figure out which, I mean, mm-hmm. I have gone to sales. I have gone to sales where I'm, is that the basement or is that the garage? And then I'm looking at, I'm I like, I like go on like Google maps and I'll look at the street oh God, view yeah. and then I'll look at, I'll be like, Oh, if we, okay, this was a really good story. <laughs> there was a sale. Um, a lot of times here they don't release the address until like, four Mm -hmm. in the morning or midnight Mm -hmm. because they don't there's been robberies you know people go in and they'll like loot the house if they know it's the place where the house is going to be so they're they're not going to release the address until everybody's driving there at six in the morning right so um (laughs) there was this one time where we were trying to figure out their pictures were posted and they were amazing like this how this just looked like one and it ended up being an amazing sale, and. there were enough photographs posted where we could figure out what the exterior of the house looked like, even though, cause they had taken the pictures in the backyard and like, but nothing, no wide shot of the house, uh-huh. but they, the description of the area and they give you the zip code. Mm-hmm. And I have another friend who lives down there and he started um, driving the streets in the, like the day before uh, of the neighborhood. Cause it's kind of this uh, one little area that had a name, yeah. you know, for that, for that That's neighborhood. And so he's yep and so he's like we had enough information about the paneling on the like the, the siding of the house and the color of it that we figured out what house it was at. I love it. And so we uh, so three of us showed up and this was one of those things where it's like go early and get on the list like put make a list basically you roll up to a sale and if there's no list you immediately make a list. You I have a Ooh. I have a pad in my car, I have tape I have, Smart. I have supplies. I could live in my car probably for a week <laughs> with the food I yes. have, the water, the gloves, tape, uh, you know, uh, blankets. I got I like, got the whole setup in my car. Like I've got stuff for any situation. Incredible. Much. And yes, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> and so we, we make, we, he finds the house, figures out the day before what house it is. Three of us met there at five in the morning or whatever it was and started the list and they released the address at uh and some other people must have done it too but i think they released the address at 7 Mm a.m and we were there since like four or five in the dark sitting there you know and we were walking around going oh this is the house we could see stuff and it was like you know we're like oh totally money we're like numbers one two and three (laughs) and people were so upset when the address got released that they, because they'd been driving around they were looking for the sale and then like, and then there were already like 20 people on the list when they released the address because a lot of people figured out where it was. Cause we're sitting there in front of the sale. Yeah, and they're like, Oh, this You is know, it. when you roll up to an estate sale, you can tell where yeah. it is because of all the people hanging out in their cars. And it was, she, they put the address out and there was already 20 people on the list and they usually only let in about 20 people at a time, like the first 20 oh. get in. And it was, oh my God, it was a, quite the quite the scene it was it was uh, so yeah we're we're like you gotta be a major sleuth i think yeah. it, it's i think it's and i do that too with stuff in the house i'm like like okay i'm gonna figure out and and i'll ask him like um where's you know For let's say i'm looking at a christmas uh-huh. thing right and it's in a room but there's toys in there too let's just say i'll say what room are the toys in you know i won't say where's the christmas <laughs> i'll say oh. i'll find something else in that picture. And ask about that, you know, like where? Because I don't want them to. I don't want to be on their radar. Mm-hmm. Like, what, you know, what I'm really looking for. You know, I try to be like, yeah. Cool,
0: There's your vintage you know? tip of the week. Get <laughs> on your Inspector Gadget <laughs> hat and exactly. be incognito about what you're looking for, or you know, like yeah. we've had be upfront about it. But also, where's this at? I,
1: yeah, ask about something else in the week. I love. That. Don't ask about. Yeah, don't ask about That's the, the thing that. That's a great idea. I'm going directly to that thing. Smart, yeah. Because then you re- also
0: reveal yourself, right? It's like knowing what stuff is.
1: Yeah, you don't you you <sighs> you know when I've had that problem, you know, um, and everyone kind of does it with standing in line and like, what are you here for? What do you? What do you collect? Uh-huh. What are you looking for? You know, do you up a? You know, like you're trying to figure mm-hmm. out the other people. What's my competition you know, around you? you know your competition Mm -hmm. exactly if you don't know like a lot of times i know who my competition is on certain things when i'm at certain sales if i go there and i see people in line i'm like oh the christmas lady (laughs) i can just go directly to the christmas i can get my hands on that yeah you know like i i know you know that kind of thing but otherwise you're i was at this sale yesterday this one that i was standing in line at, from six to nine freezing my buns Uh off um Cause they weren't allowing a list, they weren't allowing you to write a list uh, and go back and sit in your car. Turds. And it was like 39 yeah, degrees, which is cold for us in the Bay Area. I know it's not cold <laughs> for you guys, but it's cold for it's us, it's so chilly. To stand outside, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, I had a guy in front of one, I was number two, and um, the guy who was number one is like, So, what do you collect? Like, you tell he was totally doing it to me, and I'm like, Oh, I'm like you know he was like i just do clothes i'm like okay i'm not a clothes picker i mean i'll i'll buy clothes when i mm-hmm. see them but i'm not i'm not going to be your competition for clothes and then he was all of a sudden very nice he was like oh what are you going for okay i'll help oh, well, you know like it's like it's yeah. <laughs> i'll help you like you know we'll move you know if i see something for you all like, i
0: know. love when thanks. that happens right that camaraderie i've had it happen a couple times Yeah, and you're just best oh, yeah. buds for while you're picking in one room and then you never see them again right it's like a date you're just yeah. like thanks <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you're out of there. Which well, now, and now, although, yeah. Although now I follow him on Instagram. Oh. He, we, we figured out we're both on Instagram and um, I might have something that he wants. And so I'm going to send him a picture and you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But yeah. Oh yeah. And I do that all the time. Like if I know I'm with at sales with friends, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a several people who um, I, I just, there's so many great people doing this business, but there's a couple gals who here who I just love being at sales with. And I, their markets are they're different they bought different stuff than me and they had so if I find something for someone I'm like oh here I found this for yeah. you and yeah. I'll just pass it off mm-hmm. you know and same at a flea market too like and people do that to me they're like oh there was this um thing over on you know there's that guy over there has you know some things you might want to go look at and you know and they're tipping me off too because they're you know it's it's like mm-hmm. like you said you kind of get pickier about what you're yeah. buying mm-hmm. and I've done that too I've sort of purged all the stuff that I just was picking up randomly Mm -hmm. and you know that I don't want to have anymore and I'm I'm really trying to be much more in my lane you know staying in my lane as far as um you know and yeah you can go out a little sometimes like I say like sometimes like this is what I bought this morning at the I'll show you what I bought at the flea market which was really crappy this morning unfortunately but um I bought this is what I bought this morning.
0: <gasps> it's a beautiful like Tiffany blue rotary phone. Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's a and I don't typically buy phones. Oh my god. Here? Oh so anyway, uh um,
2: yeah.
1: And so yeah, and I was just like, there was nothing else to buy, and I was kind of like, All right, mm. well, I you know, anything blue or pink usually <laughs> sells, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I kind of like you know, like with Pyrex, I know Pyrex is like a huge thing, but I really only pick it up if it's pink or blue because like, right. that's, that's those are gonna always sell, you know, and um and I like it too. So. Well,
0: and one thing we didn't get into and we're we're running out of time and I'm like, Oh shit. Oh, I'm sorry. No, God, no, please, oh, this has been yeah this perfect. Is so fun this has been <laughs> <laughs> but I so I was reading through like your current collections, right? And when you're saying like mm-hmm. I'm not your competition, and we talked about at the beginning of the episode of the stuff you collect, like a couple of things that like caught my attention were like the tape. Mm-hmm. Stuff?
1: Yes. Post office
0: stuff, bread bags, coffee cans, nut tins, like all of this, like uh ephemera, I guess
1: it would fall under a lot of it, right? Is that like just a graphic stuff? Like I think I like all that stuff because of the the graphics. Yeah, somewhere I don't know. I found that the first plaid, you know, scotch tape thing, and then I I don't know why I just started Mm -hmm. I, I love them and I the metal tins and I just started Finding them, and and now I have this huge collection of tape of all kinds, brands mostly Scotch, but then there's other brands, you know. And um, they're almost in every garage, junk Mm -hmm. drawer, workshop. They're they're they got used for all kinds of things. I don't, you know, I love things that are useful. You know, that obviously have like a other purpose And, and jars, tins. I find a lot of that in the garage. It's like old guys you know, mm-hmm. keeping you know the cool peanut butter jar with the cool lid or, the, you know, nut yeah. tin. And they just have nails in it. And I'm, I'll go into the garage and I just, you know, I'll find the tins and then I just dump out the nails into a Smart. box or something. And then just, I'm, I'm like, they're like, Oh, you want the tin? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah I just want this so like, oh, it's a dollar
0: yeah Whatever. garage and, and shops like are like one of my favorite places mm-hmm. to go through oh, for yeah. that reason yeah. I love tins I
1: love tins oh yeah and
0: little yeah it's just things like that
1: it's the graphics mm-hmm. of all of those things I don't know why why like those things appeal to me mm-hmm. but they just they just do I mean I just I'd like to have I don't know yeah. it's surrounded things with like I said, typography color mm-hmm. You know, it just ticks all those boxes, you know, all those kinds of things. It's an advertising piece, you know, basically. Yeah. So, um... I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um... It's... (laughs) It's very hard to define, but... You know, it actually, it
0: felt really refreshing to read your list, right? Because I feel like sometimes, too, when we ask somebody to be on the show, like, oh, I don't have any collections, right? Or you start to feel a little like, right. I'm not, you know, you fall into that trap of like, I'm not collecting Pyrex, or I'm not collecting what everybody else is collecting, seemingly, right. on right. Instagram. And like reading through yours, I was like, oh, this feels so nice because I am such a magpie, that like yeah. if i look at something it just makes me feel happy i'm like i have to yeah. and some, my husband will be like why did you bring home you know whatever and i'm just like it's just beautiful i just love to look <laughs> yeah. at it so it was really yes. nice yeah. to and we'll i will read your whole list in our the curio corner today just to, because it was really <laughs> nice to look at it and be like okay like I don't
1: even think it's at the complete Ugh, list, honestly. So I kept good. thinking of things like after that. It's 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 absolutely crazy. And 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 I even feel bad having a collection like my biggest collection is my Fire King Jadeite collection, mm-hmm. which I started collecting way before it was what it is now. I cannot believe literally that's gonna be my retirement because I have so much of it. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. But I've mostly picked it up when it was, you know, not before good. it was really popular. Yeah. Uh, yeah pre-martha well when like pre-martha mm-hmm, stewart yeah. you know when you know before when that was the only reference mm-hmm. was martha stewart living you know i had every magazine before. yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah so i almost feel bad now having that collection because it's it's not i'm mean, gonna I use it it's like that's our everyday oh i that love that yeah yeah that's that's i have many many <laughs> servings so and you. I don't know that we've ever um, had
0: anybody on the show that collects as much jadeite as
1: you do. Oh, yeah. And it's it's um, it's great. It's just that, you know, it's, it's uh, I can't believe, I went into a sale recently where they had, I don't know, maybe like 10 plates and 10 mugs and a mm. bunch of other random pieces. And one woman came in and bought the whole thing for $1,200. Oof. And I was like, holy crap. Like, how can you spend that? Wow! And I maybe she's a collector or whatever. And I just was like, "What are you doing? Like, that's absolutely insane wow. that it that it's going." To, I know. I was just, I was blown away, and I was just almost like, "Oh my god!"
0: I dipped my toes into the jadeite resale market and quickly got the fuck out of the pool because it was. Yeah. Yeah. I listed yeah. it was a reproduction pie plate. Oh, yeah, and I listed it. I think for like fifty bucks. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've, i and the amount I've of that- comments in like five minutes, I was like, oh, dear Lord.
1: Okay. Yeah. They didn't make a pie plate initially. There's yeah. no, there's no, there actually isn't a, like, a, <laughs> an old <laughs> out of bounds. Yeah. Like cake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I know a lot about it. I'm I'm a, I'm a, been collecting it for so long, and it's just it was sort of just accidental. So we have to
0: have you back on to just talk about jadeite. Like we just have to. have it I day. like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we will. Yeah, no, I I could answer. <laughs> I could. I've I've seen a lot of it, but now, you know, I still come across it every once mm-hmm. in a while. Like just for a couple bucks, and I'll just then I'll just if it's something I, if it's that cheap, I'll buy it, or if it's a piece I don't have mm-hmm. and it's reasonable. Um, cause there's definitely, I don't have all yeah. of it, you know, um, I'll pick it up. And what's your, it, you know, like, fine. what's
0: your bar for bringing something like that into the house? Like, what does it have to pass to come home?
1: Uh, for Jadeite? Yeah. Um, well, it just has to be rare. I would yeah. say it would have to be rare and, and reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to pay more than 20 bucks yeah. even mm-hmm. for for anything, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I mean, the fact that like just a mug, like a plain jadeite mug goes for that or more, mm-hmm. I don't even, you yeah. know, so it's crazy. That's the only jadeite I currently own is two mugs. I yeah. had, it, I bought a yeah, whole bunch
0: from a house and like got it all. And I was like, I like it, but it's not my thing. Like I'm not a, right. so I sold it all. I sold most
1: of it or gave it to friends. Yeah. And, well, and that's the great thing is that like, I have that with a lot of things too, where I pick it up. I know I can sell it. It's not my, it's not my mm-hmm. thing. And I don't have a problem parting with it. You know, like, I guess like vintage Halloween, like I'm not, I don't really decorate for mm-hmm. Halloween. So I don't like, I buy as much as I can and sell it all at Halloween. Yeah. Cause I know it's super collectible. It's like the most, most, most yeah. obviously. Um but I don't have a problem. Like, How can you, I had, I had probably 25 blow molds this year at the flea market that I sold at Halloween. Uh, and people like, is just your collection. Are, are you selling your collection, collection that you, yeah. and I'm like, no, this is just what I've picked up in the last two years. And during, since the pandemic. And I don't, I just, I just don't, um, it doesn't, it doesn't speak to me in a way where I have mm-hmm. to start collecting it. At least not yeah. now. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so, but Christmas is much harder for me, you know, to, to let go of certain mm-hmm. things. You know, I, for some reason I just, even though I'm Jewish and I grew up not celebrating Christmas and we never decorated for Christmas. I think that's why I'm so obsessed with Christmas. Yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, I'm just discovering all the vintage Christmas and, and everything like, but so it's so funny that People are like, you do Christmas better than most of my like, (laughs) you know, Catholic friends. You know, and I'm just, I don't know. I'm so obsessed with it because I'm I'm almost just like discovering it now since I started dealing in it. I really I never collected it when I was just working full time and and not a Uh dealer. But now somehow, since that's the one thing that I've just and there's so much of it mm -hmm. too. It's like it's everywhere. And it's not like Halloween, which is more rare. Mm Christmas is just like, and I'm like, well, I'm
0: like, yeah, you know. weren't inundated with like your mom's shitty Christmas decorations. Like I was, I mm. love you, mom. No. But it's like, <laughs> you know, you weren't like if you're out and you're not being influenced mm. by like what you grew up with, you're just like, shit, that's cool. Let's take that home. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I'm just appreciating it. And my husband, I guess he, he's Jewish too, but he grew up, his mom loved kind of the Martha Stewart aspect of Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of the, the, you know, the Santa, not the Jesus. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that part that way and so he's enthusiastic about it he's like oh i love christmas like he's gives really good what do you want for christmas and he's really into christmas which is so and my kids are just looking at it like "What is wrong with you?" Guys? you know? <laughs> it's like so funny but i just i'm that's that's at least now what i'm really really loving I love this. is that's is awesome. finding yeah so it's um, that's harder for me to let go of mm-hmm. than the halloween which i know is more rare and stuff yeah, so that's jill and really me funny. she's the
0: christmas one i'm the halloween one yep yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm also cheap. I'm mean, not going to pay like full price. Same. for insane no, same stuff.
1: No, no, I'm. Oh my god, I'm. I'm so mm-hmm. cheap now. It's. <gasps> that's the other thing that's happened. Is just. I'm just a, such a mm-hmm. cheapskate. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, I just can't. It's I ridiculous. can't bring myself to do it. No. Mm-mm-mm.
0: Mm -mm, mm -mm. i wish we had you and you know i wish i had you for a million more hours today really because this (laughs) is no god no you i so god this there's been been a a handful of (laughs) times that we've recorded that i've lost track of time and like as it's slipping (laughs) away i'm like no 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 no, not yet (laughs) so this was uh this was incredible before we get to it was really this is like i'm gonna ride this high all week this was awesome
1: So fun for me too. I I could talk about vintage forever. Literally, we for love housing. that. We love that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah. before we get to my favorite part of the show, where can our listeners find you online?
1: Oh, so you can find me mostly on Instagram. I would say, um, and my Instagram is Ruth, then initial S, which is my maiden name, the first letter of my maiden name, and then Rosenfield. So Ruth S Rosenfield, which was it was my personal account, and then it kind of turned into my vintage account. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably not the greatest name, but then underneath it's squirrel vintage shop, which is what I named I myself because squirrels are nature's hoarders. <laughs> Therefore, that's, why that, that's how I came up with my name. I love it. Um, awesome. And then on Etsy, I opened an Etsy store right before the pandemic. I think just to start to get rid of some Christmas. I was I had so much Christmas and then it ended up being so great that I had a Etsy shop during the, you know, it was like, and then I started filling it mm-hmm. up during the pandemic and that worked really well for me. Um, so my Etsy shop is called squirrel vintage shop. It's great. I love that name. Um, and that's then, yeah, and I'm, perfect. I'm on my phone. My, my, uh, my, my, uh, text message sign off says sent from my phone attached to my hand, because that's basically <laughs> my phone is never, ever, ever <laughs> leaves my hand. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm available by direct message on Instagram pretty much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if anybody calls me, they go, oh, you answered really quickly. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at my phone, duh. I'm not like, it's not across yeah, the Yeah, I
1: just don't. If I don't have my phone, it's, it's a, it, something's wrong with me. <laughs> People know that. They text me, and if I don't text right back, they're like, oh, she's dead. Yeah. Something's yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. I, I have uh, our whole family. The four of us are on a family mm-hmm. plan. My usage is oh, like, yeah. you know, I have two kids in their 20s, and they're like, my usage is just Mom, the what most. Are you doing? Mind your business? business. Of course, yeah,
0: we'll have yeah. all of your accounts tagged, both uh, with links on our website as well as on Instagram, Ooh. so everybody can find you easily. And now, since we've built such a beautiful friendship, it's time for me now to...
2: To ruin it. Bring it
0: to its knees. I'm sorry. I'm starting to enjoy it, but I also had a crazy week with my toddler. So it's just that's the bypass of this. Um, For those of you that are new to our show, every week on the Mothball Prophecies, we do an imaginary estate sale walkthrough. The items in the estate sale are from our guests favorite list of things. And it is set up in a scenario of uh, you have to pick one or the other item. There are no loopholes. You have to find your own. And if you think it's your favorite color, it's your one item, it's your golden goose, it's definitely there and you have to choose between it. Sorry. no. uh, Scenarios are made up, but the items are very real. Are we ready? Uh, No. All right. (laughs) Today, we, of course, are at a flea market because if we're in your neck of the woods, we're going to a flea market we don't have them here. The first booth we come to has actual factual, not reproduction advertising signs, which is a big deal. Mm -hmm. The first one is a vintage porcelain sunbeam bread sign. The second one is a vintage porcelain Sinclair gas station sign. Which one are you picking, Ruth? We'll give it to you first. Hundred percent,
1: the bread sign. I I collect um, bread. It's actually right here. Rolls of old bread wrapper, wax paper. Holy cow, that's so cool! I have. I love that. I have. I have. Trying to pull them out. (gasps) Yeah, I have. I have about. Twenty different roles here oh of my different gosh.
0: amounts. Oh my god!
1: And so yeah, and it's because of the the, the graphics with the, the like. Okay, so I mean, had, yeah, I mean that
2: was an easy one for you.
1: Like yeah. you had me a bread. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> All right, Jill. Um, I'm also
0: going with the bread. Oh, I am uh, surprised. Yeah, I am going to go with the Sinclair sign because in my imagination it has that derpy dinosaur, and I love. It's oh, he is a cute it, little. It's derpy amazing. Dinosaur. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna go with yeah. That. He's he's a good he's, one, and 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 I mean for resale, probably the gas station is way more. That's gonna get you way more in return because that's a humongous. It's a huge seller. market. but the Sunbeam yeah. one is
0: also stupid. I here. know. Like, I love so cute. Yeah, totally. All right, so the next booth we come to is like the quintessential flea market booth where there's no organization. Shit is everywhere and you have to dig right and you feel that panic in your heart as other people come from behind you (laughs) we start digging and we find first a vintage slipknot friction tape container or a plaid scotch tape electrical tape container for the holidays which do you choose
1: oh Oh, the scotch tape plaid for the holidays is always my Go to anything plaid, actually, Ooh. and then especially if it's plaid tape. Okay, I have a, a fondness for plaid, and then holiday across. The I tried. I really plaid. tried yeah. to
0: get your gizzard on that one, and you ducked around it. Mm-mm. I know. It's the perfect. On that it's the
1: perfect marriage.
0: <laughs> yeah, I,
2: t- I too am going for the holiday one.
0: All right, <laughs> I'm going to be the outlier and go with the friction tape, just because I feel I bad mean- for it <laughs> <laughs> at this moment. I'm going to get it just so you know. I love you. It's okay. Scotch tape doesn't know what he is.
1: I would buy both, frankly. Yeah. But if I have to future, That's a few, true. Right. Yeah. That's a problem.
0: <laughs> All right. The last stop, lot. which is funny. One of these always ends up in the walkthrough from the episode in some way without knowing. Last stop is a small booth filled with incredible treasures and textiles. Do you choose mm-hmm. the twin size yo-yo quilt or the twin size patchwork?
1: quilt I think patchwork quilt for me just because of all the I love quilts Mm -hmm. and I love textiles obviously but they just tend to have the the patterns are so many great Mm -hmm. fabrics Mm -hmm. and I feel like yo-yo quilts are a little on the grandmother side (gasps) a little Oh,
2: I don't know space. I mean, me. you know, to each his yeah. own. To each his own. A
1: little bit, and you don't get to see the you um, don't get to see the fabric as well mm-hmm. on those. So I never really that's kind true. of embrace those as much. That's just that's, that's okay. Just me. It's a safe so space. I'm, I'm going. Kind
0: of okay, hard. Jill. <gasps> this one's a little hard for me. Oh, I don't know. Uh,
2: shit. Um. I think I'm going to go yo-yo.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Mm. I have a fantastic patchwork quilt that I found for really cheap this year that has... Mm. I mean, it doesn't look like it should make sense at all. It's a hundred different sizes, shapes. There's no squares. I mean, it's perfect. So only because I like I have a specific uh, yo-yo quilt in mind that I'm hoping this one is. I'm going to go with the yo-yo quilt, which is a direct copy of Brandy Evans Beatles yo-yo quilt that's black with like
2: oh yeah, Ooh.
0: primary like muted color. It's oh. gorgeous. So that's the one that I'm picking. She sold it for some reason and oh, now I have it.
1: Okay. That's okay. what I'm picking. I've never seen that one so that might change oh, my it's, mind too. Oh,
0: it's gorgeous. And that's that's probably the only yo-yo quilt I would get is if it looked wow. um if it was a uh, striking cuz the contrast between the dark and that is probably that's what I would
1: pick. I wonder if it's Amish because there the lot of um it has black mm-hmm. in it? You said? Yeah, cuz a lot of um Amish quilts use black. Oh. It's not very Yeah, it's a really um Amish quilts are amazing. They're a completely separate category mm-hmm. but um they're one of the only ones who use black that's very interesting i'll have to ask her rare i'll ask her yeah cool sounds really cool they're very graphic too they're really cool because it scratches my brain
0: too it's the graphics of stuff oh yeah um thank you so much that was our last question i won't cause any more torture today (laughs) no it was
1: the best kind of torture. it was so fun
0: uh thank you so much for sitting down with us today this was a real treat and i can't wait to sit down with you again
1: of course, thank you guys so much. It's been so wonderful to meet you, and like, I just want to hang oh, out yeah. whenever we're in the area. Oh, we're you up? Yeah,
0: I'll get up early oh, for thrifting with Ruth. Of course, the stateside. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'll do it. I know. I need some early get up friends. That's you know, that family mean. just thinks I'm crazy. I'm working I'm on it, but that's yeah, <laughs> oh.
0: I'll, I'll come about after a little while. But she'll be after will, a little
2: yeah. while. I'll you be well. there, ready to go. <laughs>
0: Love Thank it. you. Love Thank it. You. Thank you. This was tremendous. Of course. Thank you
1: guys so much. It was awesome.
0: To hear even more about the items we talk about today with Ruth, stick around for this week's Curio Corner. Miss Ruth Rosenfield. First of all, uh, on top of everything else, what an absolute fucking delight to sit down with. Um, yeah. Like...
2: Mm-hmm. It was so cute. We were excited to talk to her. She's excited to talk to us. Really? It was so cute.
0: The cutest. And, you know, if you listen to last week's episode, we had um, like an audio snap. Well, COVID. It was fucking COVID. It wasn't even audio. It was it COVID.
2: Was. Yeah.
0: Um, my son's daycare was closed. It was ripping through your work. And I mean, really, it's everywhere. It's everywhere where we live right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, we were waiting for your test to come back. And uh we we had two interviews to record and so I we were scrambling Saturday to get enough equipment, get make sure there was stuff in town to go yeah. and it actually it's worked out for the better, right? Now you have mm-hmm. equipment at home. Yeah. And I have stuff here. And when I was listening back through last week's episode, I was like, "Oh my god, it sounds so good!" Like, oh, good, because I
2: kind—I forgot to ask you mm-hmm. because we've both been busy. So I'm glad to hear that because I mean, I love being there too. But this is—it was just so nice to stay in our pajamas, yeah, and and then you know, mm-hmm. have a little break in between, fill our coffee, and then talk with Ruth. It's, yeah. It was perfect.
0: It was great. And it was so cute. So we had Megan on um, first and then we were like, oh, we're getting ready to, uh, she goes, aren't you interviewing Ruth next? And we were like, we are. So it was, I thought that was so cute that they're friends in the the vintage yeah, world. Yeah. Because then
2: when Ruth came on, she's like, Megan, just text me and said, it's your turn.
0: Mm-hmm. So cute. So it was fun. And then we um, talked to Ruth and she, I mean, as you heard in the interview, she, it's so interesting and I loved hearing the perspective of her journey to like reselling kind of uh, like accidentally, you know, mm-hmm. finding mm-hmm. another joy and passion in all of that. And I really appreciate like her eye as the design aspect in what she's looking for and how that started for her. I just think that's so cool. Well, and she also had such great tips for estate
2: selling. mm mm-hmm. Like uh, some of the stuff she was talking like how she will Google Earth.
0: Yes. I, so um, yes. this is sidebar, but it fits me. So <laughs> um, this last week after we spoke with Ruth, right, I was like, I can't wait to use that Google trick to figure out when a house was sold. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving to work and I see a yellow dumpster, one of the huge dumpsters in a driveway. Okay. Now I know all of you collectively just gasped because we all know what this means. Okay. (laughs) They are either remodeling or they're clearing a house out. Okay. So this is my everyday way to work. And I am watching this dumpster get filled with stuff from this house. And my brain starts to go like, you know, I have to rescue all the vintage, which is a problem. And I'm, I'm driving past and I see it and I see every day and I'm like, fuck. And I'm like messaging, you know, our friends in Marco Polo, just like, guys, this is so bad. I can't handle this. And I was like, I got to, you know, I got to figure out who lives in that house. So what do I do? I Googled the address, found the name of the owner. And when it was sold, it was 38 years ago that the house was sold. Oh, and it had wow. only had three owners, two within the same family. Oh, So then I, of course, find the name of the person that owned the home originally, and then her obituary, and then found her son, who was the owner of the house, and then found that we have a mutual friend on Facebook. Because what else do you do?
2: (laughs) Of course you do. Of course you do.
0: So then I messaged this person. I say, hey, do you you know, I'm trying not to be weird. Do you have by chance this name ring a bell? She was like, no, I don't think so. And then she called me and she's like, wait, is it this person? I'm not saying any names for a purpose. Right, right. Um, and so she we were talking on the phone and she goes, I sent him a message. I said, Okay, great. And then I get back to work. Now, mind you, I had Googled his name, his mother's name, all of this, and there was no obituaries or anything listed. When, as I'm on the phone with my friend, I pull into work and I re Google the name and up comes an obituary. Mm. And he did not have any family, he did not have any children. And so now – then I was like, well, now it's – now I can't stop at this house. I can't ask them. I can't. Right, right. I don't know who's cleaning the house out. I don't know the circumstances. I do not know how he died. I felt so bad that my friend found out that her friend passed away this way. Yeah. And I was – it was this really strange moment of like seeing this stuff, realizing what happened, and then being like the very real aspect of what happens to people's stuff after –
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, that's how life goes on too. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody expects anybody to keep a house the way it is. Like when we sold our house, I um, immediately was like, you know what? New people are going to come in. Mm -hmm. They're going to do whatever they want. I know they're going to repaint the walls, you know, this and this and this. And for me, it wasn't a big deal Mm -hmm. for my husband. It was
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Cause houses are very personal, right? Yeah. It's super personal. He's like, this is the house
2: that, you know, the kids were born in and they mm. grew up. And I'm like, true. I was like, but we're done with that journey. This is yeah. somebody else's journey. And the fact that, I mean, and it's also very good to, you know, it's also good to realize that. Once you find out somebody had died, they you know, then it's like, okay, I now need to back off.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was also, too, knowing that, like, he didn't have any kids, right, or spouse or – and I don't know that he was living in this home. Like, I think it was still, like, kind of like a maybe a storage-like situation. Like, it was still in the family. It was his home, but I, he didn't live there. So I and I was just like, yeah. ah, there's, there's too many things. But I mean, the trick worked, like googling. Yeah, you know, I mean, and finding all that out. And I, you know, it's a, you know that little bit of like a double edged sword of like, I don't know if she would have found out that her friend passed away until much later. You know those things, but it was it was like a little Inspector Gadgety. But then also the yeah the the consequences of what really happens is. Yeah, like
2: and, you know, yeah, and then. Mm -hmm. Then you go down a rabbit hole of that alone. And it's always
0: it's every rabbit. It's a new rabbit hole every day. Mm -hmm. New rabbit hole. But that was long story long for everybody. Yeah.
2: Well, one of the rabbit holes that we will probably fall down in one of these days is those goodwill bins Mm -hmm. that she Mm -hmm. talked to. Like I want to, Mm -hmm. but then I don't want to because Mm -hmm. my nurse brain
0: kicks in. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And, all the gross things just stirred
0: Yeah. And I have had me. one goodwill bin experience. And it was my birthday last year with Melissa when we had that whirlwind of a fucking thrift trip in Salt Lake. Right, right. And it was overwhelming. And I didn't know any of the stuff that we're going to cover today in the curio corner about it then. Like you literally like where they put a Goodwill bin, like that Goodwill outlet at looks like a place in a movie where there's like street fights and like, (laughs) you know, car chases. And, you know, it's like in an industrial park that's like you're going down a road and you're like, this isn't where I should be going.
2: Yeah, it's like you're going down to a drug deal gone wrong. Literally,
0: a vintage deal gone wrong. Yeah. Well, no.
2: And it's like, it's one of those things too. You have to be in the mindset Mm -hmm. to want to dig. Cause have you gone to like Ross or TJ Maxx? Like, oh, I want to look around. But then you get there and like, I don't really want to look. No. Yeah. I just want it to be there and go. Mm -hmm. Like some days I just, and Mm -hmm. Don't want to do it. But other days, I'm like everything.
0: Yeah. Like there's days I go to the act like a thrift store and I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking through any clothes today. And then there's other days I go through every rack. But that's not very often. Yeah.
2: I usually I don't have a lot of time to even look when I'm at thrift store. So it's just like a quick
0: Mm -hmm.
2: little loop, little loop de loop. Mm -hmm. And I
0: will say so as doing like a little bit of looking up, I don't know where you found your article. I found mine on the amazing com. Oh, well. Is that where yours is from? Okay, we'll just go point by point. We'll go every other. And they're the same thing. Now that we know the same thing. The one thing I have beef with is they say in this article that this is like the last stop for vintage before it's, or whatever's donated before it goes to salvage or whatever, right? And they have this line in there that they say they like treat all of the items donated with the utmost respect. And I was like, I have seen the dumpsters outside of my Goodwill. And know for a fact that there's so much stuff that just gets thrown away.
2: Yeah. Like ours, because we only have what? Three really decent thrift stores. You can actually leave stuff in mm-hmm. five. Yeah. Um. But for our area, because we're we we're the main city, but then we have all these little towns around us. Mm-hmm. So it's like either go to those thrift stores or they go to the dump. Yeah. And then our thrift stores get so packed full of stuff mm-hmm. constantly that, yeah, then they just end up throwing away. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what are you throwing away?
0: Right. If, if anybody listening to this has worked at the Goodwill or knows the behind-the-scenes stuff – I want to do like a 48 hours behind the scenes undercover interview with you because I have lots of questions. We would like you to wear
2: a GoPro
0: mm-hmm.
2: like in your mm-hmm. shirt somehow. And then so we could just
0: like, what's that dateline undercover video? Yeah. You know That's what I want? That's I, wanna I under, want to under, I said I was laying in bed the other night with my husband and I went, I think I'm going to go undercover on assignment at the Goodwill. And he ro- he's like, what? <laughs> I said I just have questions I need answered and the only way I'm going to get them answered is if I infiltrate and he was like you're insane and I was like he's also editing this video I love you babe <laughs> and uh, yeah so anyways I didn't I didn't I won't but let's let's talk about what is the Goodwill Outlets both of these articles are coming from the com. I love that that's a that's a
1: Hmm.
2: Okay. So, well, this one says it's in Wisconsin. There's yours one. does. Yeah, mine
0: does. All right. Where does yours say? Mine. Is, uh. Mine's. I think just straight up the good wheezy. Oh. All right. Well,
2: let's talk about.
0: This will be interesting. What is okay?
2: How does the Goodwill Outlet work? Hmm. Okay. So the Goodwill Outlet has approximate, approximately. 150 large rolling tables or bins on the floor at any one time which that right there is just overwhelming for me
0: and the one i went to because i think i think i read that article too is it the one that's in racine uh no whatever that the one that we went to in salt lake did not have 150 tables yeah, and I'm wondering if this is
2: just on average depending on the population and how big your stores is yeah, or how so. many stores you have in that area too. That makes sense too. Um so and then every 30 to 45 minutes the crew will pull will pull 20 to 25 tables with older merchandise from the floor and add 20 to 25 tables with new goods. Mm. Quickly move out of the way when you hear cart moving. Wait until the Goodwill team signals okay to shop. Before you shop a new row of tables.
0: I, so I didn't, that did not happen when we were at the Salt Lake one. Right. And I was watching Instagram stories and it was Miss Jessie Jane had posted her experience at the bins. Right. She goes fairly often. And, um, she like, they're giving this like whole lecture as the bins open. Like they're, they're doing the whole spiel of how the bins work. And it was very much like, this is how this happens. This is how this happens. Right. Right. Kind of like fuck around and find out Goodwill <laughs> employee attitude. Be like, do you want to come back to Goodwill? You better best behave. Like the mom look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And there was a, uh, yeah, every 30 minutes there was new stuff coming out.
2: That I can't. Cause then it, that FOMO mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. kicks in. Cause then it's like, mom, I gotta wait. Let's see. Oh, oh wait. Well, oh. no, I can't.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was an interesting thing. And it says, practice respectful thrifting. Mm. Uh, okay. As you shop, just keep in mind that there is a one person per bin rule. I, that didn't apply at the one I was at. I have never seen that in the TikTok
2: videos I have seen. No,
0: this is for your safety. So respect the space of others. And I'm like, who is going to do that though? Nobody. You go to a
2: yard sale and it's like, excuse me. I was here first. Well,
0: and like, yeah, the bins, like they're huge, huge, like blue bins, right? Yeah, like I'm not going to dive into the bin and just like, like a ball pit. <laughs> it is like a vintage ball pit. Because you're really, you're like, you're flipping, you're pulling stuff right from the middle and you're making another like sand hill. Because yeah, you're like trying to dig into the middle yeah. to get to the bottom mm-hmm. and work your way up. Well, yeah. vintage sandworms. Little vintage tremors, you know? There you go. Oh, God. And then the next one it says, be prepared. You'll likely spend at least an hour or two browsing. That's uh, generous because it's a lot longer.
2: It's all. No, a I longer. would have to have a whole fucking day to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So it says, <laughs> so it's important to prepare for your trip ahead of time. What? By stretching?
2: Uh, bringing your hazmat suit. Make jo- sure there's some no some burpees holes in it.
0: Yeah. You may want to wear a backpack or fanny pack so you can keep both of your arms free for digging and perusing. (laughs) It can also be fun to bring some music with you so you can tune into your favorite songs as you explore the store. As your AirPod falls (laughs) into, like, some (laughs) crap. And somebody not abiding by the one person per bin rule is like, fuck yeah, AirPods! Woo! Those are connected to my phone. Sir, I was listening to a podcast. (laughs) I was listening to the Mothball Prophecies. (laughs) About vintage. They'd be so cute. Actually, do you want to listen to? You can put that in your ear right now. together. Mm -hmm. Bop that shit in. Well, I guess we should start at the top of the bins of like, what can you find at the bins? Yeah, What can you find? Okay. So, the difference between like, how is a Goodwill outlet different from a traditional Goodwill? The Goodwill store and donation centers receive donated items daily, right? We already covered that. Um, These items are then sorted. Priced and taken to the selling floor, which I guess is what they call the open part of the store. Sounds like the stock market. (laughs) Right. Taken out to the corral. Um, When an item doesn't sell at one of the stores, it is shipped to the Goodwill outlet for one last chance of being sold. Which, okay. Um, The items are sold as is and it is not sorted by category. So, other than electronics, glassware, and oversized items like furniture, all of the merchandise is intermingled on the rolling tables. Oh, God. We recommend wearing sturdy gloves when sorting through merchandise.
2: And, you know, you should probably wear some safety goggles.
0: Yeah. well, Or glasses. You're good. Push those. Yeah, but right if it up. comes in the side. That's true. I just like to live on the edge. I know you there do. Was- I don't. I was waiting for the ick at the bins. Right. And I was like being conscious of it. And then Melissa was like, Oh God. And I like turned, and she's like, it was wet. <coughs> hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about, okay. So you have your stuff. Everything's mixed up. You've dug everything, but nothing's priced. How do they price it? Okay.
2: So it's a price per pound thing. So I assume they know how much the carts weigh.
0: <laughs> yeah like if you're using I just feel tear like you out should just the feel like
2: okay you've got this cart piled this high mm-hmm. earning 50 bucks like i don't not, why are we taking the time to weigh things
0: if they're going to put pyrex out and put 55 dollars on it they're not going to estimate a pound charge yeah
2: okay so home goods uh clothing, textiles under 25 pounds is thirty nine per pound. But if your home goods, clothing, textiles are over 25 pounds, then it's 99 cents per pound.
0: Wow. That really pushes you to get over 25 pounds. I mean, gosh. Do you put your foot on the cart as it's on the scale?
2: It's like when you buy to get one. So it's like you, must, you can't not. That's
0: one more pound you know
2: and so with shoes and purses under 25 pounds is a $1.39 per pound also and then over 25 is 99 cents oh. and then
0: do you, oh my,
2: oh, so many questions like i want to so, go but
0: i don't want to go we have to go i know
2: um, electronics are a flat rate of 69 cents per pound nice. and so is glassware Nice, sixty nine. Nice. So I'm like, yeah, you
0: know, I, <laughs> I gotta get trying,
2: trying to keep it classy. But since you're not okay, not here. Um, but glassware <laughs> is also sixty nine cents. Oh,
0: nice. I wonder what the the economical math behind that choice is. Okay, so that's what I
2: want to know. Like, know is what- it because like? Glassware and electronics is a little more sustainable and could last a little longer. That's not what
0: they care about. No, I don't know. No. It's because we have fucking monkey brains. We're like, 69 cents? What a hell of a bargain. It's more like, let's get this shit out of here. Mm -hmm. Because
2: I do not want to drive it to the dump, Tom. Just start pricing. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But that's where the poundage pricing stops. Oh. DVDs and CDs are a dollar each. Albums are a dollar each. VHS tapes are a dollar each. Computer games, books, hardcover or paperback, all a dollar each. Wow. And then any uh, priced individually is usually the bikes and oversized items. Okay. So it's like, wait, wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. is that where the high
0: ticket prices are? Uh, I don't. Well, I would say like the one I went to. It was not like it was the best options in those items. They were pretty rough. Well, and then also somebody also, had their dog in a cart. Ew. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. mittens could have
2: gotten rabies from all that.
0: It was pretty well mannered. Happy to be there shopping for probably, a vent.
2: It's probably been stuck in a cage mm-hmm. and it was like, "Thank you."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but there is a disclaimer: all items are sold as is. And all cells are final.
0: Oh, so. wow! Well, it's really vintage FOMO, you know that every thirty-minute thing, and then that. See, that's why I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. gonna. I don't know if I can do it, Sam. Uh, I mean, it's great. Everybody's gonna encourage you. I know they are. Yeah. Um. What's this other? <laughs> this is funny. This is the the eight part post of this little blog and it says have fun everything about the goodwill outlet store is designed to help thrifters have fun whether you're just browsing searching for something specific or simply looking to try something new the goodwill outlet offers all shoppers a unique and enjoyable experience
2: this is a person who doesn't really know thrifters because sometimes we are very pleasant Mm -hmm. but if there is that one as Megan said it, lust item. Yeah. We're fighting over that. Bitch. We are.
0: We are. Yeah. The one person thing doesn't happen. And this so the it is officially known as the Goodwill Outlet. If you Google Goodwill bins, like it's not gonna show up on your address bar if you're close to one to type in the Goodwill outlet. But it is referred to as the bins because of the blue bins. Yeah. I wonder yeah. what the size of those bins are. I'm gonna give it a googs. And I actually have um one of the Afghans next to me that I got at the Goodwill bins. What are the size of the Goodwill? Oh, didn't even have to finish typing it. Oh wow. Okay. <clears throat> it's probably not gonna give me the exact, it's probably like a trade secret.
2: I mean the bins that they use to bring stuff out are pretty.
0: They're like at least ten feet long. Trade secret. There's a lot of blogs about the goodwill bins.
2: Uh, I was too surprised by that. Mm-hmm. It's like its own little cult.
0: Yeah, really.
2: Which, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. If we had one like within an hour to us, we'd be there every weekend.
0: I'd go there all the time. That is well, you, for you, sure.
2: You would have more time than I did, but-
0: <laughs> That's true. On the days. But that was, here, let me, I'll show this for the ones watching on Patreon. You can see, and I'll post this later on in the week. So this is I'm a must stand up. I love that Afghan. It's so it's soft. It is I would say like twin size. Yeah, it's pretty big. And it's soft yarn and it is it is in autumnal colors. 70s, yeah. very 70s. It's super 70s um mm-hmm. how dirty was it when we picked it up you know what you know how like the goodwill has a smell like the stuff that you get from it like yeah. kind of like how the di has a smell like are like are they like, washing stuff in the back yeah no, or is it just no. sprayed with some type of fragrance it just smelled like that but yeah, okay when i brought everything home i kept it in trash bags tied up yeah for smart for about two to three weeks before I did anything with it. And just kept them in the garage. And then um, when I washed everything. Because I washed everything. I washed it on hot. Even knowing that it is an afghan. Right. right? And it's for me. So I don't give a shit if it felt a little bit. Washed it on super hot. And dried it super hot. And then felt good about. Like bringing stuff out. To put.
2: Yeah. And I've done that with blankets and quilts I get anyways mm-hmm. from, like, yard sales or whatever.
0: You just never know. You know, you just don't know where it was. And, like, yeah, you know, we're a little weirder about some things that can be on furniture because my husband works in a furniture store. So, you know, yeah. we're a little. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that was that was all for this week's uh, Curio Corner. I was just delighted to... To have the chance to sit down with her. She was so nice and she has shared the shit out of the show this week, which means so much to us.
2: Oh my gosh. I just.
0: It's truly special. When people do that, I just am like,
2: thanks. Thank Thank you.
1: Thank
0: you. Yeah. It's just incredible. And um, please go look at Ruth's Instagram. It is just eye candy. It is vintage eye candy. It is so
2: delightful. And her Etsy store Mm -hmm. is also delightful. And. Yeah. And, you know, I'm excited to have her back on the show because mm-hmm. she, you know, she is so, she is full of so many stories.
0: Really? And we, we barely got to her collections because we were just so into the estate sale yeah. stuff. and So yeah, Ruth, I know you're listening. You have to come back. We have to talk yeah, about your other stuff. Sure. Um and please go look at all of the images that we're sharing today of Ruth's collections on the Mothball Prophecies Instagram. Go to her Instagram Ruth Rosenfield and then it's Squirrel Vintage Shop. That's what she is on Etsy as well, and uh, her eye for art and design really shines in her. Um, Instagram, if you're looking for color palette ideas, the way things work together, how to make your own little vignettes at home, Mm -hmm. chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening this week. Check us out wherever you listen. Tell your friends about us. Leave us a review. Whatever the hell you want to do. Let us know you love the show. We love hearing from you. It makes Jill and I cry every week. Yes.
2: And yeah, and I just, you guys, I just
0: can't handle the feelings sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's too much for Jill. She had a black <laughs> heart.
2: I do, and it cracks a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. It does. As always, we want to thank our wonderful team behind the scenes. Grace, for sure. For making us sound good every week and dealing with the, some of the audio I give you. <laughs> our microphone and punches. Pers- oh, gosh.
2: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, and to spell check... For all her clever little write-ups
0: mm-hmm. She just it's like mm. The best okay, I'm crippled by writing now because she's so good I know
2: every time I have to text her back I'm just like does this sound okay Is this spelled right Is this the right grammar
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'll just talk to text Don't Don't do anything with it
0: <laughs> As always I hope you find some good shit
2: And I hope you are looking under those tables, on top of those cabinets, and digging in those bins.
0: But one person at a time. Bye. Bye.